Thanks for tuning in to Freelancer Therapy. My name is Amber Rhodes. I've been a freelancer myself. And on every episode of Freelancer Therapy, I will be talking to a freelancer, a solopreneur, part-time, full-time, anytime, and asking them about their mental health and wellness. Enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to Freelancer Therapy, where we have conversations about mental health and wellness with freelancers and solopreneurs. Today, I'm joined by the innovative and inspirational Ebony Marks, a full-time social media specialist and freelance marketing consultant who's passionate about affirming and promoting creatives of color. Hey, Ebony. Hi. Hey, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk with you. So I've followed you on Instagram for a little while, and um, I love your content, and I love how upbeat you were and you're like seriously funny (laughs) so um this has been a joy to just get to know you can you tell me a little bit about what you do now so you're not a full-time freelancer you're kind of a part-time freelancer so tell me more about what you do full-time and then why you do freelance on the side okay uh, so full-time I am a social media specialist at the marketing firm in uh, Central Florida. And what I do there is literally what I do freelance wise as well. Just uh, manage different social platforms for different clients, brands of all shapes and sizes, uh, really just all around. Um, but on the freelance side, I uh, create custom strategies and content for different brands. I've worked for beauty brands, um, investors. I've worked with uh, someone who's a baker. So really just the entire gamut of different brands, um, but helping make marketing understandable, accessible to everyone, um, anywhere. How did this question of accessibility become something that drives you to work with smaller clients? That is an amazing question. Well, so I am from Queens, New York. I went to a private school, honestly, until the end of my undergrad career. Uh, And so being in a Black community, in a private school, kind of just small world, business classes were far and few in between. I mean, I think I had like one business class before college. Um, and so the idea of working for myself wasn't something that I had in my head growing up. Honestly, I just kind of decided on studying business when I was an undergrad. I don't know how. It must have been something from up above. I don't even know. But um, I learned so much in those classes. I'm still learning so much like every day at work, in my freelance Uh And that is something that I wish was available to me when I was younger. I wish I could have cultivated this entrepreneurial spirit and mind from a younger age. Honestly, who knows where I would be now? I could have been Bill Gates. Yeah, it's okay. So the goal is just to share that knowledge with people, um, especially people of color, because we are just less likely to have the wealth of knowledge being poured into us. And so that's where that accessibility kind of part 
comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Communities of color um, just don't have the same platform and the same encouragement from society to get out there and like be the Bill Gates or to be the Elon Musk. Like even the names that I'm naming are white men. Yeah. We both know that. And that's such a bummer. And you're just like, I want to break down those walls. I want to help these small businesses understand the things that I was lucky enough to go to school for. That's really awesome. I love that you're mission driven like that. So you're able now to do what you love full time. Um, I think it's really interesting that you're doing exactly what you went to school for. And do you feel lucky that you're able to do that? Was it a challenge to get there? It was a tremendous challenge. Yeah. I mean, and it's something that only recently fell into place. So I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. It's hard to find work in the area uh, that you study when you're in school, working your butt off for years. A lot of times we graduate and have no idea what's next. Um, I got this full-time job in August. Congrats. Oh, very recent. Yeah. Um, did you, so I looked at your web or your, um, profile and everything. It seems like you started freelancing in 2018. This is correct. That's correct. And did you do that because it was really important for you to get into this career path? And that seemed like the fastest way to just set yourself up for success. I feel like that might've been the reason, even though I didn't know at the time that was the reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was very, very underpaid and undervalued as like an office worker, administrative assistant, not able to pay bills, definitely not able to feed my soul or like my creative mind. And so the only other option was to see if I could make something work on my own. Um, mm -hmm. My like friends and family circle uh, we all know somebody who does something on the side. So I looked at friends who baked cupcakes and I looked at friends who sold uh, like lip gloss, things like that. And just kind of saying like, hey, I know a couple of things marketing wise, social media wise. I'd love to work with you. Um, it definitely started out as just a passion project where, I mean, I was seeking out people. So like, I'm not going to ask them to pay me money. Um, but then as I got more confident, got more experience, it turned into something that I was like, wow, I think I'm going to do this like for the rest of my life. Kind of thing. You had your come to Jesus. I love that. That's definitely it. <laughs> yeah. When, when you were first starting out, um, I think that's the hardest part. I mean, I, full disclosure, I have also done admin work and office work where Sometimes it feels like you work the hardest for the least amount of recognition for your work. Yeah. Um, and it can be really hard to take a step out and just value your worth for what you want to do and where you want to be. So I'm curious how you got into the mindset where you knew that you deserved better. So you're going to go out on your own. You are asking all the good questions <laughs> and I wasn't even prepared to answer. That's okay. Wow. But I'm I'm more than willing to answer them. I'm just like shook, like wow. Um, 
So in August 2020, I was actually fired from my job, um, which is hilarious because like maybe a month before that, two months before that, I had been texting like my sister and my boyfriend, like, I hate this job. They don't respect me. They don't value my ideas. Yeah. I am the most educated person in this place and I make like half of what they make and it's just education isn't everything but it's like I'm bringing something to the organization and it's not being taken seriously yeah so I wanted to quit and I got fired (laughs) I believe that they saw that I didn't want to be there and honestly it was a punch in the throat at the time but I also kind of saw it as a blessing because I didn't want to be here anyway. It was an opportunity for me to kind of wake up and like figure out like, okay, this isn't where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Where you want to be, how do you get there? Now, it took me a little while to still get where I'm trying to get. <laughs> Remember I said I got this full-time job in August 2021. So a whole year. I did get a like smaller job as another like front desk person um in January of 2021 just because Shorty's got to pay her bills in mm-hmm. but all you know the past year before getting this job I was I guess like rebranding re-strategizing reaffirming myself that like my education is not just wasted it will not be wasted I'll be damned uh Like, I have value. I have great ideas. I mean, people see that. And just because the people I was working with at the time didn't see that, it doesn't negate the value of, like, my work ethic, my ideas, and all of that. Um, It was a very dark couple of months. I mean, I considered, like, seeing if I could scrape some money together to, like, go to nursing school to have, like, a practical job to be able to find a job, to be able to make money. But then I would be like, girl, you do not want to be a nurse. Like your mom is a nurse and she's amazing, but you know you don't want to do what she's doing. You have to help you do that. So it was a lot of of back and forth. Um, And right when I was going to give up and like maybe even try a real estate, like honestly, all of these different things. Yeah. I was about to give up. I said like, okay, one more time. Let me try applying to stuff. I even like stopped applying to things, stopped creating content in my spare time. I was just about done. And then a job that I had applied to maybe in like February reached out to me in July. Because you guys know, you guys know how, you guys know how it works. Yeah. You have to talk about that. Um, Actually... I won't even blame them because I lived in Alabama. And initially they were like, girl, we're not doing remote. Kind of thing was like in bold font. They're not doing remote work. They're like, I resubmitted an application like, hey, I know you might see I live in Alabama, but I'm willing to relocate. So then he reached out to me in July and it worked out. And that in itself was like, another reminder like why I'm here why I'm doing this why I'm trying to affirm myself and others 
Like just because things are moving slowly in your business, in your brand, in your personal life, it is not the end of the road. Like I went from fired to flourishing, honestly. I have never been happier in like my work life ever. That's amazing. And just such a quick, well, not a quick turnaround, which would be here, but it's not everyone can say that. Some people, when they get a full-time job, it's, it's I work to live. And it sounds like on that spectrum, you're more of a, I live to work and you finally found the work that gives you passion. Yeah. Um, I'm curious because if I got fired from a job, um, it would just put me on my ass. Like I, it would (laughs) cause me to feel really negative feelings. So I wonder just how, how was your mental health journey between getting fired and then having to deal with COVID and searching for work during COVID? (laughs) It's such a big question, but I, it's still the question for right now. And I'm just curious how you dealt with it all. Honestly, thinking back, I don't even know because this is all while I was finishing up my master's degree. I finished my master's degree in March, like just a couple months ago. So like I had been fired, still trying to finish school. Should I finish school? Should I just quit while I'm ahead? Like all of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Lost my job. So like finances were depleting rapidly. I sent an email to my therapist like hey I can't see you anymore because I don't have money thankfully she is honestly the goat and she's (laughs) like I actually can do pro bono cases like this like you lost your job like that's okay so thankfully I was able to continue seeing my therapist Mm -hmm. Uh, she like bumped up our sessions from like once a month to like every other week and I had to like totally rewire my brain like I was feeling totally irrelevant totally unworthy totally like you deserve to get fired you deserve to never find a job just feeling like all the content I've created in the world like it's it's horrible nobody wants to hire me nobody wants to give me a chance because I was applying for jobs left right and center and from 2018 when I graduated from um, undergrad to at the point 2020 I had not yet gotten that chance to do what I'm doing now. And it was really like me just trying to figure out, like, am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my breath? I mean, I don't even know how many phone calls, like crying and sobbing. I like shot off to my boyfriend, to my mom Mm -hmm. and and seeing like other people on social media, like getting the job after the interview and like getting into grad school and like, all of these different things that I felt like life was passing me by. So it is hard. It is very difficult. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to act like I was able to just keep pushing and like I was okay the whole time. Like I struggled and I'm still struggling. Like even as I'm flourishing in my current job, I have those moments where I feel like it's going to be taken away from me. It's going to just vanish as soon as it, like as quickly as it came, it's going to disappear. I mean, like I'm doing well. My leaders are saying I'm doing well and I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like it's something that I have to work on every single day. And that's really what it is. Like it's an everyday process, like reminding yourself that your work is good enough, 
reminding yourself that your value is not in your work. I mean, just every single day, like when you wake up in the middle of the day before you go to bed, reinforcing that you're amazing. Whatever else is happening in the world, even if you're not achieving the goals that you've set out for yourselves, you know, by the exact time, like that doesn't mean you shouldn't have those goals. Like you are still amazing and you are still on track as long as you're trying, as long as you're moving forward, you're on track to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any sort of daily affirmation that you always tell yourself? Does it kind of change every day depending on your mood? I think it's like a changing every day depending on your mood. Um, there is something that I say to myself, like my boyfriend and I say to each other regularly, don't worry until there's something to worry about. Oh, um, I like so. It's it's just because like the job I have now, I got the job like in a really quick time from like that phone call, interview, follow-up interview, start in two weeks. Even in those like two weeks or a week and a half of the interview process, I felt like I screwed it up. I messed it up. Like, oh my gosh, you know, nobody ever hires me. They're not going to hire me. And it was something we had been saying to each other before that, but it was at that moment that like it became bigger. The don't worry until there's something to worry about. I think in that like little season of my life, it became more meaningful. Like stop putting so much negativity on yourself, on the things that you do. Like sometimes we create content that we don't love, but clients absolutely love it. I don't know how, I don't know why, but like it's, it's that kind of a message. Like don't worry until there's something to worry about. You sent in your application on time. You gave them the content for revisions on time. You, like, whatever it is that you're going through, like, you're going through it. Don't give yourself a panic attack because you're thinking of all these different scenarios. Don't worry about it until until there's something to worry about. When there's something to worry about, like, worry about it. But isn't it, if there's nothing to worry about, just, just, just let it go for right now. Just for right now. I need to write that down. I am maybe the worst offender of worrying about everything before it needs to be worried about. It's so easy to just get worried all the time. Yeah. And I think um, I'm really interested in the idea that you can create content that you don't like, but clients like, because I think sometimes for creative people, we tie ourselves so much to the things that we create and we want to love everything. So it can be really hard to just distance yourself. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like everything is personal sometimes in content creation. Cause it, you know, it shouldn't, it's my person. I did that. Dangerous, but that, that's exactly what it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you have a really good social media outlet where you talk about this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier. You you were seeing people on social media just talk about their triumphs and how everything was really awesome in the middle of COVID. But then we have to remember that social media is not real. It's usually just people showing the best of themselves. So I have seen you on social media 
do it like being transparent and talking about how I remember seeing that you thought about dropping out of grad school and just having that conversation and talking about it is really powerful for people who are in the same boat, right? Like I want to give up, but at the same time, I feel like this is what I'm meant to do. And just, do you think that your resilience did it? Have you always had that amount of resilience or do you think it's been built up through therapy? It's an excellent question. <laughs> like I dig deep. I want to say, so my initial, like it's as you were asking the question, like I had answered in my head saying like, Mm-mm. like that was all therapy, like shout out to my therapist. <laughs> but now, like as I'm thinking a little bit more, I am actually hearing my therapist like drag me through the dirt. Like, no, this has always been in you. Oh because God. The like week after I started grad school in 2019, the very week, maybe like eight eight days after, like the first thing of school, mm-hmm. my grandma passed away, mm-hmm. and I was ready to quit at that moment. Like one week, homework hasn't even been submitted for the first week, and I was ready to quit immediately. Yeah. Um. And I did not have my therapist at that time. I started therapy in July. My grandmother passed away in the March. And I don't know how, but I stayed in school at that moment. I found a therapist, but I think there there is something to say, like, about the fact that I didn't drop out. Mm-hmm. Out, like, having a therapist, you know, trying to help me cope through some things. And so maybe, like, in a certain way... Maybe it's even just like anxiety and fear of failure that kept me hanging on. But interesting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you do just have this innate resilience that a lot of people have. I think that especially in the marketing world, you have to have because you're going to deal with rejection so much and um, client feedback, <laughs> just all of these things that you have to deal with. And it sounds like you you knew exactly when it was the right time to reach out for a little bit of extra help. Yeah. I'm curious what you do when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, especially if you're, let's say you're working full time, but you've also taken on a client or when you're in school, if you were working with clients and you were feeling like, this is too much. I've gotten in over my head. What would you do? (laughs) since i've started working full-time i haven't taken on any new clients um but while i was in school i did do a good amount of freelance especially like after i got fired i mean like i had to make some kind of something Mm -hmm. um whenever i got overwhelmed i would take a step back to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. and they Examples of that, honestly, they vary like from case to case, either saying no to the next client that came around um, because like you like client load is at capacity right now. Right. My, my brain is unable to compute anymore um, or just not going out on a Saturday night like. I'm going to stay home and play video games and eat some ice cream and potato chips 
and that's it like self-care yeah even in like the smaller circles because i mean nobody was really going out out at that time but like my friends wanted to like have a little game night or like a little date night and like, nope you know we're gonna we're gonna date night animal <laughs> right right like you learn how to set boundaries like hard boundaries yeah um, yeah i guess that's really it just unplugging when i needed to unplug and having yeah. back and when i was able to would you consider yourself a workaholic <laughs> is there any marketing professional who's not though i haven't met one but i was just curious <laughs> i literally i came home after work and like kept thinking about how I could have done like something differently, like the content I created at work just an hour ago. Really, mm-hmm. tomorrow when I get into work, am I going to have enough time, like between like those two blocks, to go back in and like change that and like make it, you know, dark blue instead of light blue? Like, yeah, like even small details that do not matter. I'm always like thinking, like, oh, and tomorrow I'm working on this client, like. I've been meaning to take a look at their this and that and like rework this and refresh hashtags. And like my brain is always, always on. Do you think that that gets in the way or does it help you in your job? It's definitely a bit of both. Yeah. My leaders have noticed that I am innovative. Like I've got, you know, drive. I'm very keen to like new trends things like that i'm always like reading stuff on you know articles that are popping up on linkedin um new features for different social platforms like i'm always trying to stay on trend um and so that does a lot for me to be able to know what's happening in the industry apply it to work at the same time when I come home, I would like to just watch Criminal Minds. I would like to just play Mario Party. I love that you turn your brain off with Criminal Minds. <laughs> just like ripped from that headline stories about murder. And you're like, that's what I need to relax. That's what I need to get my zen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I definitely understand that um, your brain is just always going, especially when you have a creative mind. Do you? Have you asked your therapist or anyone else about like the best way to handle that? Because I can see getting in that mindset and just thinking through all those things that you want to change. And then you never really get to the unplug the way that you want. Do you struggle with that at all? I definitely struggle with it. I have not quite asked how to manage it. Um, Actually, since I've moved to Florida, I have not met with my therapist just because she's working on like paperwork to be able to still see me like since oh. it's been a different yeah. So that's definitely something to write down so I can talk to her about in the future. Um, but I definitely need to work on unplugging. I know I've tried to like figure things out on my own before. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that has been nice is um, doing like little mini travel dates with my boyfriend. Um, YouTube videos, we'll find travel vloggers 
and we'll just like travel the whole world and just act like we're on vacation oh i love that so where's the favorite place that you've been <laughs> we enjoyed a video that was like tokyo that was nice oh that's cool i think um maybe we've seen the same youtuber before there was one who went to like a, a cheese theme park something like that would be really fun i don't know if i've ever seen that but i will type it all the keywords on YouTube. <laughs> cheese theme park when you get off just look it up <laughs> i'm curious um what advice would you give to let's say just marketers who are first starting out especially marketers who want to do freelance now or eventually I would say, as cliche as it sounds, don't give up. Don't give up. Because you will want to. You will probably even feel like you need to for your sanity. You can pause. Because I paused. I think I went like three months without touching like LinkedIn and Indeed and like all those job websites. Mm -hmm. I just stopped doing freelance work but like it wasn't like I'm never doing this again it was I need this for my mental health um but then like start back get back into it don't give up yeah yeah and how important do you think it is to have clients and work that you're actually passionate about versus maybe just trying to get paid because we all need to get paid at the end of the day, but there is something to be said for being passionate about your clients. Definitely those passion projects that I've worked on. I have put a lot more of myself into them. Mm -hmm. it, and, it, and it wasn't like, like blood, sweat, and tears. It was more like heart, mind, and soul. Because <laughs> it didn't feel like it was hurting me in any way like you know when you're working on a project and it's just like oh my god I can't wait until this is over like <laughs> I feel indignant I'm hungry I have a headache like all of that yeah but the person projects even though someone on the outside looking in might might be like oh my gosh she's about to run herself ragged like you're excited you're like oh my gosh I can't wait to go back to work on this or like you wake up at, you know, one thirteen a.m. and like have to write something down on your like notepad or something. Yeah. So it's definitely important to have passion projects. Uh, for me, it's usually around like working with a small Black-owned business or brand. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I identify with those brands. Um, I also really love working with brands that are intentional about inclusivity um i mean like even if i don't work with those brands i follow them on all social platforms i turn on like post notifications love them love them to death like i eat live and breathe anything venti because they're so inclusive yeah like it's not just about color it's like shape um orientation background mm -hmm. like it's all of the things and so if you have something that you're passionate about even in the smallest way being able to like find that through the work that you do the projects you take on it's definitely helpful to 
not just drain you, but kind of fill you at the same time. Yeah. I'm curious if you have any other recommendations for just the content that you love seeing the most. Content creators. Off the top of my head, I cannot think of any names. Put you on the spot. <laughs> you have a few, um, like, mommy bloggers and, like, just, like, Black moms or, like, Black physicians, like, trying to make it and, like, Black physicians who also knit, like, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm in this world, but here's a look into, like, my heart, that kind of a thing. I love those influencers and I love those brands um yeah I can't think of any names right now but that's okay (laughs) but I'll scroll I'll scroll through their reels for like 30 minutes without without hesitation yeah that's really awesome um I love the idea that social media because it do you you mostly work in social media and you probably spend a lot of time on it there's a lot of negative press and talk around social media, giving people bad impressions about what life is like. But I think that you hit on the reason why a lot of people love social media is because it can really help you find those niche communities and those messages that we're like starving for right now because we're so isolated and everything is so tough. Um, And do you just find that in your own social media presence, that's the kind of message that you're trying to give to the world. Like you're just trying to be yourself and use social media for good when it has this kind of negative reputation. That is a wonderful way to put it because social media can be so toxic. Right. Um, But like I said before, I really just love the idea of, you know, affirming people who are in saying it's me. Um, or even in like a little different space, like maybe not identical situations, but if they can find any kind of joy or, you know, they see something I post and it clicks and sparks something in them, like, oh, reminder, I'm, I'm a baddie, like, oh, reminder, I am <laughs> incredible. Like, I did do that a couple of weeks ago. Like, I... I slid over that like it was nothing, but no, I did do that. Yeah. Um, if it's something that makes them laugh, if it's something that makes them cry, um, I would love to be able to help someone just kind of like at the end of the day when like the day was horrible, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, and you come across something that I posted and it's like, wow, I needed that. Yeah. You want to be a positive influence, a positive influencer. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. And I have one last question for you. Um, I would love if you could tell me when you're happiest at work, like when you've totally zoned in and you know exactly what you need to do and you're just like, this doesn't feel like work at all. This is what I was meant to do. What does that look like for you? Hmm. So I have two answers to that question. Okay. One is, I mean, like, duh, when people are like, oh my gosh, I mean, that's amazing. Like, you created the most amazing strategy and content. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But we can't always get words of affirmation, like, anywhere we go. Um, 
So the other answer that, you know, I kind of have to like just be okay with at certain time is when I solve a problem that I had yesterday or a week ago. Um, I mentioned that like I'm always trying to stay on trend with different features, different, you know, updates um, on social platforms. So I'm always able to like solve problems that I've run into like, oh, this strategy didn't work. How am I going to fix it? Sometimes you don't answer that question for like a month. And sometimes it's not it. But if you stay focused and like, again, don't give up and you're in that mindset of like always learning, even if you're not in a classroom, you're going to find the answer, whether it's like from inspiration, you're following your favorite brands on social media, like you're screenshotting, you know, the favorite, like your favorite blog that you read like months ago, like whatever it is that can help you, like inspire you and that you can draw on as you work, like it will pop up again at the right time. Um, yeah. And like, it's not bad to find inspiration from other people. Like, yeah. don't steal in anybody's content. <laughs> like, <laughs> be inspired by other people. Like, the inspiration from other sources will help you be a better creator, a better freelancer. Um, because then you'll solve problems that you had weeks and months ago. You'll solve problems that you didn't even know you had. And maybe you'll help someone around you solve a problem they have. Yeah. Yeah. I love your approach because you have a total growth mindset. And then you also recognize that inspiration doesn't have to happen like a light bulb moment. It could just be three months down the line. I remember this really funny thing that someone said, and then you have like a, a whole new campaign or something just from that, just keeping that open mind. You're really awesome. Thank you for talking with me. <laughs> Thank you. This has been really good. Um, could you tell people where they can find you if you want to be found? Yes, I would love to. On the personal side of things, I can be found at the Ebony Giselle. So the word the Ebony Giselle, first and middle name. Uh, that's on Instagram. That's I do have a Facebook page. I don't really use that. Uh, Twitter and TikTok. And then on the more freelance, creative side of things, I can be brought on TikTok, Instagram, and I'm forgetting one, Twitter. There we go. Um, at Colored Creatives. So that's C-L-R-D Creatives. And I would love to, I guess, meet you guys and network and all of the good things. Yeah, I mean, if uh, anyone has heard Ebony speak and they just want to talk to her a little bit more, I would encourage you to reach out because she's awesome. <laughs> I think we've already established. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and open up a little bit. This has been really great. Yeah, this was awesome. I'm excited. I mean, even answering your questions, it kind of reminded myself that like, wow, I'm, I really did that. I am amazing. Like, this was a little affirmation or reaffirmation for myself too. So I'm glad that I could have been a part. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's called freelancer therapy. You're supposed to come out with a positive outlook. So I really appreciate it. And I hope that we can talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Freelancer Therapy. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to be a guest on Freelancer Therapy, you can reach out 
on Instagram at, at Freelancer Therapy or email me, Amber Rhodes, at amberrhodeswrites at gmail.com. That's A M B E R R H O D E S W R I T E S at gmail.com.